0: not good I'm 23 years old and I've got high cholesterol and they think I need to go to the doctor and like get on pills and like this is this can't be right like this is not good I don't see this ending for me if I don't do something so I had to swallow my pride and go to George and say okay like I need your help what can we do you know back in 2012 when we got to take a team to regionals that I got to be on that was like huge like being in that arena and just like, you know, the athlete area and people are treating you like an athlete. And at this point in my life, I just want to make it to the gym. I want to RX the workout and then come home
1: and take care of my family. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Amy McCoy on the podcast. She shares her story. Amy has been one of our longest members here at College Station CrossFit. She's an amazing person and you're gonna love hearing her story enjoy
0: my name is Amy McCoy 38 years old a mom of four I have Jackson is 11 Natalie is nine Sophia is four and uh, JW is two I own a local preschool here in town Longmire Learning Center so I have 15 employees there and 125 kids and then my husband, George, uh, he's a partner at a local CPA firm, Saddle Schrader, and we have been married 16 years now.
1: And the most important thing is you are the longest member <laughs> at College Station CrossFit <laughs> right, to that date. That's my claim to
0: fame. <laughs> the longest running member at College Station CrossFit, aka BoomFit. Yes. <laughs>
1: so, you know, I think we, you know, and I, I want to, I know four kids you guys are super busy and we we know y'all very well so there's a lot of really good stuff that we're going to talk about but I I want to start with kind of your first experience here at the gym and it wasn't even here at this gym it was across the street Mm -hmm. but let's go back to that season of your life so what year was it what uh, you know how old were your kids and we only had two at the time and what brought you to do CrossFit in the first place?
0: So I think my first month with you was June of 2009. Yeah, because I had Natalie in December of 2008. So I had, I had done running before CrossFit. I had run some marathons and, you know, half marathons and all that stuff. And I just wasn't getting back into the shape that I wanted to get into after I had Natalie. And granted, she was only six months old, but you can just tell when things are not going at the same pace you're used to.
1: And how old were you?
0: Uh, I was twenty-nine. Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) much. I was twenty-nine. Uh, so, George had been telling me about his friend, Charlie, and I had heard of, you know, Charlie, I think he trained over at another gym. Um, his friend, Charlie, opened up his personal training studio, and he's got this class called CrossFit that he really thinks I would like, and and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so, he just kept, like, I really think you would like it, like the way he talks about it, he thinks you'll like it. I'm like, <laughs> Charlie doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> So I was like, all right, if you try it and tell me like, kind of what it's like, and then maybe I'll go. So he did. He started before I did uh, and finally convinced me in June. So. And I think uh, I, we've told this story before, but Doug was the trainer at the time and came in and did this wad. And it wasn't until later that we realized, because uh, at the time I don't even know that we knew it had a name, which was Fran, but it ended up we did double Fran that day, so do Fran and then do Fran again.
1: <laughs> and for people probably listening right now who weren't doing CrossFit back in that time, it was just so new, it was so fun, it was so different and even the programming was so different. Like, and even I'll tell it from a personal trainer standpoint, like when I started CrossFit, which was just a year before that, I went to my level 1 for that summer, I was going to a garage, a guy named Dutch who started CrossFit AM. Mm-hmm. He was coaching people out of his garage. He happened to be a level one instructor at my, at my certification, and I wanted to learn more. So I went back and said, hey, man, I want to sign up. So I, I did a summer of CrossFit in his garage, but we would go, and the workout would be, you know, sometimes it's, what, three minutes. And I would go, of course, you warm up and everything like that, but... I would leave and feeling like I didn't get enough of a workout. So I would go back at the time I was at the Aguilant Fitness Dome and I would do a whole workout, you know, chest and back or, you know, legs or something after a CrossFit workout. So that programming mentality was you have a bunch of trainers who think more is better, right? Because the mm-hmm. idea of, I mean, all we're doing is 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups, like what's next, <laughs> And so people would program just more volume, not really knowing, you know, that, hey, that in itself is plenty. <laughs> Again, it's not about, you know, Glassman, one of his quotes is, it's, it's about um, intensity, not about volume. Yeah. So when you came and you started CrossFit, you did Double Fran, I'm sure you did a lot of other workouts, were there, were you sore, were you... Oh, yeah.
0: I can remember being frustrated because I was like, man, I thought I was in shape. Like, I can run 26 miles. Why can I not pick this bar up and lift it over my head 20 times without dying here?
1: Mm. Uh, so
0: it was definitely, like, muscles that I didn't know I had, I was using. See, and I-, I saw the results that I was wanting to see, and that's that was key to keeping me coming back.
1: It's so crazy because I, I think of you now, like, can't even think of you not being comfortable with a barbell or... You know, so when you started 29 years old, like in, in doing some of these Olympic lifts or deadlifts, even in back squat, was that weird? Was that kind of like awkward or did you catch on pretty quickly?
0: Uh, I caught on, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. So like if I could just see the trainer, like do it one time, we're like, okay, I, I can do that. It's kind of like how I learned double unders. I just watched a YouTube video of someone doing double unders like over and over and over until I, okay, I can do that. Uh, now, adding the weight to it, obviously, that was, that was a little trickier, but I am very motivated and slightly competitive, so... You know, slightly. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> well, if she's doing that much, I can do that much, too, kind of a thing. Um, you know, but it took time, obviously. It took time to get to where... Um, The 45-pound bar was a normal thing for me to use, which, you know, also back in the day, there was no such thing as a 35-pound women's bar. We all used the big, fat 45-pound bar.
1: That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) And everything, you know, everything was different now that, uh, early on. So, okay, so let's go back to even before that. So give me kind of your, your. uh, did you grow up playing sports? Did you, you know, you said you would ran, you know, Mm -hmm. some before this, Mm -hmm. so... Um, give me kind of like what point in your life did you decide that working out was something you wanted to continue to do or or do in in general and then eating healthy was that ever something that Mm -hmm. came across your mind Mm -hmm.
0: so growing up sports stuff it just wasn't really it's not that my parents weren't healthy like my, my dad ran and things like that but it just wasn't encouraged like it wasn't something like we went out running as a family or you know we had a pool and things like that but Sports just wasn't big in my family. I think my sisters may have played softball and hated it, so my mom's like, I'm not even signing this one up. And I can understand that, having four kids myself. Uh, So, and then eating, I mean, we just ate like a regular family. It wasn't like, there was plenty of butter and sour cream and all that good stuff that make things taste really good. Um, But I didn't really have like a strong foundation of sports and really like healthy eating you know why I shouldn't drink Coke and should only drink water, kind of a thing. So I came to A and M uh, in '98, and of course I gained the freshman fifteen. And then you know those four years through, and I I didn't really do much as far as exercise at A and took golf for kinesiology. Those you know nothing that was I wasn't running or anything. Uh, eating in the cafeteria. I lived on campus my first year. Like it just. It didn't end well for me. I continued to gain weight and just kind of thought like this is just how it's going to be. Like, uh, and then met George. It was after my freshman year, after his senior year at A and M, and we started dating. Still gaining weight. Get married. First year of marriage. Still gaining some weight. Like, and it's not like a lot at a time, but just every year, you know, a little bit more creeps on. And. Uh, you know, he kind of tried in that first year of marriage to encourage me to maybe get a little more active, but that didn't go over very well. So for those so, of you in the first okay. year of marriage, uh, uh, so
1: <laughs> I know George. So if you recall, what was his tactic for this? Cause I think we should be also educating people on what not to yeah, do right yeah. now.
0: <laughs> kind of like a, maybe you should go for a run or maybe you shouldn't eat that. And why am I fat? Like... How is he going to answer that? I'm not sure he going to uh, won in any way he answers. We love
1: you, George. <laughs>
0: so, uh, you know, it's kind of we have one of those moments where he was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything else to you. If you decide that you want to do something, you know where I'm at. Done. We're not going to talk about this anymore.
1: And when you say you gained <laughs> some weight, just kind of give context to everyone listening like, from what age to what age and how much weight did you gain?
0: Uh, probably from age 18 to like 22, 23, I would say a good 40 pounds. Like, it, it was significant. I was probably wearing the size 14 after we got married. So, I mean.
1: all And pretty much from everything you said, like the cafeteria, just the lifestyle in college. Yeah,
0: I mean, McDonald's and Burger yeah. King wasn't abnormal for me. Like, just fast food was on the way to work, on the way home. And no work, exercise whatever. in Mm-mm. college.
1: Mm -mm. Outside of golf, the intramural golf. Golf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe we went for a walk around campus every now and then, you know, walk to class. Hey, I exercise today. But no, it was not something that I built into my day, part of my routine.
1: And so at what point did you say, okay, I I need to do something?
0: Yeah. So after our first year of marriage, George wanted to do life insurance. So he wanted to make sure that if anything were to ever happen to him, I would be taken care of. But it was... uh, It was a policy where you had to go have blood work done and, you know, have your weight checked and all this kind of stuff before they give you uh, your quote for your premiums. So we go, blood draw, all that stuff done. And the insurance agent calls back and is like, okay, like everything was good, but you are going to have to pay a little bit of a higher rate because of your wife. She's got, you know, some high cholesterol. She's overweight, kind of what they would consider obese if you're looking at the BMI charts or whatever, uh, and you know so george told me that and he wasn't saying it in a mean way it was just kind of matter of fact like here's what he said and you know i was like crap like <laughs> this is not good i'm 23 years old and i've got high cholesterol and they think i need to go to the doctor and like get on pills and like this is this can't be right like this is not good i don't see this ending well for me if i don't do something so i had to swallow my pride and go to george and say okay like I need your help. What can we do? And so, um, you know, we were still young and starting out our careers and didn't have a lot of money. So we weren't like going to joining a gym. We just started running, actually like walking because <laughs> I couldn't even make it one time around the track. Uh, but just kept at it and kept going and, uh, started running longer and longer distances and eating healthy and like, the weight just started flying off it was so that was my motivation right there like it to me it just felt easy like I can get up and run, I can eat healthy and if I weigh at the end of this week, I'm probably gonna be another two pounds down.
1: Now when you say that like I think a lot of people who you know you're you're right now you're not 23 anymore 24 but mm-hmm. do you think that principle is true for a lot of people like does age have a lot to knowing what you know now and knowing how it went for you at that time is that a pretty like Is that appropriate for that age group? Is that appropriate for the person who hasn't ever done anything? You know, like for you at that Mm -hmm. time, it was your first experience, you know. Is it that simple, I guess, (laughs) is the question? For me, it is. Yeah. For
0: me, it was and still is. You know, I've had four, four children and gained weight with each one and have managed to, you know, get it back off each time. Kind of with that same thing, just being consistent with working out and watching what I eat. Now, at the beginning, when I first started that, at younger, the weight just kind of like flew off, and then, you know, you plateau in one or two pounds a week until you get to where you want to be. It might take a little longer now, but consistent. I didn't lose those 50 pounds, like, right off the bat. It took a full year to, to get that done the right way, because, and I give credit to George for this, because he was like, you know, one pound a week is good progress. You may not Think that, but it is because if it takes you a long time to get it off. It's less likely for you to put it right back on when you decide you're done. That you've come as far as you want to come.
1: George has like this secret passion for <laughs> coaching and training. <laughs> <laughs> so running. So how where'd you take that? I mean, was that your thing? That just became y'all your y'all's thing. Y'all ran a lot. Yeah, and- we
0: ran together. He didn't like running the long distances, so he would do like you know five k's, ten k's with me, but. I really enjoyed it so I would push it in half marathons and then I was like okay for my 26th birthday I want to run a, a marathon you know 26 miles for each year of my life and I and I did so I uh, I ran the Houston marathon and that, so was, that would have been
1: 2006 yes and did you 2006. in 2000 so 2006 do you remember your time
0: It was like five hours and eleven minutes. It was it was, hard? It was hard.
1: <laughs> was it? Were you so sore, or did you train really well, or was it just? We had
0: trained. I had trained well, and I, it wasn't like terrible, terrible, but uh, it was definitely m- mentally challenging and physically challenging for sure. And I've run two more since then, and it's always mentally.
1: And you just ran one not that long in ago in December.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: was that kind of just to? Kind of prove that you still could? No.
0: So I opened my mouth after uh, I had Jackson and said, I'm going to run a marathon for every child we have.
1: Oh, so you got one more to go. <laughs> so I have one more to go. <laughs> because,
0: uh, yeah, I got, uh, after I got pregnant with Sophia, before I could run Sophia's marathon, I got pregnant with JW. So the last one was for Sophia. So I have one more to go. And I'm hoping... George is going to kill me for saying this, but he has said he will run with me in December the full. So call that us, that would Brian College State, the BCS? Yeah.
1: Has he ran one before?
0: No, he's run a half a couple times.
1: So that too, well, okay, time. now we put it out on, we did. Here on the podcast, <laughs> so it's got to happen. So George, you're running a marathon in December. <laughs> so we. So you're, you ran your Houston, and after that, was that like a huge accomplishment and then you took a break or did you No,
0: I kept running not super long distances but you know I kept at it and then I ended up getting pregnant with Natalie um and some complications with her so I kind of had to pull back a little bit on the running not run super long distances uh, but I still I mean I'm still running I think I ran a 10k with her when I was like seven months pregnant but not anything like halves or anything uh, so then after I had her went back to running, but things were just, you know, like I said earlier, just not like getting back to where I, I felt like they should be for me physically. And so that's when George was like, you know, maybe you should try, uh, some like lifting weights or something at the gym. And, and he could say that then without me like getting upset with him cause I knew it was coming from a good place and, and he yeah. knew. So he did hire me a personal trainer. Which nothing against personal trainers. I love you, Charlie, but I, my personality is not one that does well with that one on one interaction. Like for you to tell me to do something and then watch me do it is like, I just, I don't work well that way.
1: That wasn't (laughs) your, yeah. And that, you know, you're right. There's some people that, and you obviously love the group environment. Yeah.
0: And so I think, you know, after we finished my six sessions I had with him, he was a great guy. Uh, so then I felt a little more comfortable with dumbbells and, and you know, things like that in the gym. Uh, but it's not like I would go, I would still run because I really would still love to run. But going to the gym was just like, yeah, m- maybe I'll skip today because I don't want really to go. I don't like it. And so I think that is when you had kind of started talking with George about this crossfit revolution or whatever was happening I don't know. okay it was, so it was so, more grassroots like we were workout rebels i feel like back in 2009
1: absolutely so <laughs> give give uh, the people listening an idea of like what you came into because a lot of people who show up today at the crossfit gym a, a, any crossfit gym not just this one i mean they walk in and it looks it, i mean it's got a look and a feel
0: yeah
1: you know i mean crossfit gyms have rigs and you know they um uh, the, the rubber mats or the flooring. <laughs> and Oh, just, they're
0: nice just now. All,
1: yeah, so so give give the listener kind of an idea of what you walked into. How many people were in the class? and
0: If I remember right, there was probably like five or six of us in that early morning 5 a.m. Or maybe it was 5.30. I think it was 5. 5.30, evening, yeah. 5.30. Uh, five or six people at max, and we were in your personal training studio. And I remember when we did pull-ups, uh, we all had to use a band, but we would use the squat racks, the that top bar on your squat rack. The ones we didn't that even have yeah. a rig.
1: <laughs> yep, there was no, in that you know at the time across the street in Party Time Rentals was the space we were in. Mm-hmm. We because the that that next fall that following not even six months from that point, I think is when we moved into the Texas Hallman location, which was an even more awkward space.
0: (laughs) There was a lot of mirrors in that. but it,
1: but it wasn't, it wasn't in the personal training studio because that became kind of crowded and awkward when, you know, we're having, I I tell people now, I'm like, imagine if we had CrossFit classes in the personal training studio while we're doing personal training Yeah, and it just wouldn't work. And so that's kind of why we ended up moving into the, the second location. But, you know i think even classes have evolved so much from warm ups to just even the mobility i mean look at now crossover symmetry oh yeah and technique like the way we instruct classes it was it's just so different all of it the coaching the it's
0: very different and i am guilty of like hating a warm up <laughs> but i know it's good for us
1: yeah <laughs> And, and I think that that, you know, is because this has become yeah. a lot more of a sport and mm-hmm. people, even though we recreationally do CrossFit, you know, it just people take their sports seriously and CrossFit gyms are very much, in this in this day, they are way more organized and I think the, the model is so much better than probably what it started out. I mean, we were the 400th affiliate, yeah. you know, and now there's 16,000 plus affiliates. So in CrossFit… Um, You started out, you know, not knowing what you're getting into, you kind of figure out you're a little more competitive than you (laughs) realize. Yeah. And how how was that? Was that just one day? Was that like the first week?
0: It was probably the first class, to be honest. Like, you're just there with other people and you're all doing the same thing. And I'm like, I should finish first. And I don't know. (laughs) It's just what I should do. (laughs) And back then, I could, like... Uh, it's amazing how much energy a kid can drain from you, as you know. But oh, yeah. you know, back with two, and they were relatively little still when I started CrossFit. Um, like I could, I could hold my weight in the gym. And I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not good anymore, but it was just. Plus, the sport was new, so you know, everybody is starting from ground zero and working their way up. It's not like. You're, if you come in now, you're coming in with people who've been doing CrossFit 10-plus years, some of them doing it professionally. Like, we just didn't have that back then. So, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, a goal could actually be, I want to go to the games. And that, like, like regular people could say that. And, and other people could think, like, hey, it's possible. Um, and so... It's changed a lot that dynamic. What of was
1: it. your first CrossFit competition?
0: I think it was Oktoberfest.
1: 2010.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah, it, it was early on. And what
1: um, what was that experience like?
0: That was so fun. Like I loved it. We, and you know, when we just had the two kids and we were starting out in CrossFit and we we're doing these competitions, like you know, because we would go with you too. Yeah. Like we would go all the time to these. CrossFit competitions, bring the heat. Oktoberfest. The fittest games. Like we were doing the competitions when you didn't have to qualify to do the (laughs) competitions like sign up and pay your money and come on.
1: (laughs) And it was really like normal people, you know, that weren't super competitive, but they liked this the idea of doing CrossFit kind of recreationally, I guess, like almost like a like a sport, you know, like a like rec softball or something. Mm -hmm. And now CrossFit competitions are so intense. And people, you know, I mean, they are... I'm
0: scared to even judge CrossFit competitions now. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, I, I, I remember that time when, when it was, you know, a lot of people would compete, and it was fun, and you'd go, and it's not that that's not available anymore, because, oh, you know, yeah. we'll do the big one here in the fall, yeah. BCS Classic.
0: And, and I still love to compete. My, you know, my thing right now is just the babies are still little. I've got four of them now, so i got to give it a little bit more time, but... Um, I, I do. I love to compete. so And obviously, um, you know, back in 2012, when we got to take a team to regionals that I got to be on, that was, like, huge. Like, being in that arena and just, like, you know, the athlete area and people are treating you like an athlete and... Like amazing! I love that. And, and
1: even in 2012, it had the sport had grown a lot. I mean, by the it time had. like
0: but, it, it was competitive back yeah. then. I'm not saying that it wasn't.
1: And so, what when did you do the Open in 2011? That would have been the first Open. You I would think have been so. okay. So yeah. yeah, the Open in 2012. You know, we take the team to regional. We 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 had to qualify, and mm-hmm. we we take the team to regionals. You were selected, you know, to be on the team mm-hmm. and actually compete. Because, you know, we had three females and an alternate female. Mm-hmm. W- were you, you were 30, 32? 32. I mean, like, what was this? You're like a mom. You're running a business. Like, you've got this little little thing that probably <laughs> co- consumes your your yeah. time and, and mind. Like, what was that season like? Like, in that moment when you were training for this competition, this regional competition in San Antonio?
0: It was it was intense to say the least. Like uh, I spent, you know, I would still come the 5am class and then we would meet like early afternoons up here. It's so, like my lunch hour. I'm like running up here and we're training as a team. And Will is having us do like some crazy stuff. Like, cause we don't know what they're going to throw at us at regionals. And, uh, you know, we're duking it out because we're still trying to decide who's our two girls and who's our two guys. And so it is intense. Like talk about pressure. Uh, but, It was still an amazing experience. And I I wouldn't trade it for anything. Just that camaraderie and, you know, like, just sweating and suffering with these people. It just makes you like, we're family now. No matter what what happens.
1: What's the difference in how you approached your workouts back then and how you approach them today?
0: Back then, it was really like, I'm trying to get stronger. I'm trying to get faster. I want to be at the top on the leaderboard at the gym. And... You know, it's very, very competitive. Now it's like if I can make it at 5 a.m I've won for the day like I, I, I'm competing against myself now and trying to get back to where I was back then um, strictly because of just time because you know I, I can't I can't spend two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon I just it's not gonna happen. there's just too many responsibilities now so at this point in my life, I just want to make it to the gym. I want to RX the workout and then go home and take care of my family.
1: So has that ever been something that's like hard to accept for you? Like, like I mean, and I'm not saying that in oh, a, like
0: Not to do it RX or whatever? Or, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Just the evolution of you as an athlete. Like, again, you compete at it at that time. It's the highest level, obviously, minus the games. But, and now to to have this feeling of like... If I'm there, I'm okay with just working out.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I have seen how CrossFit has changed me, how it's changed my family, and the opportunities that it's given us. And so now it's kind of like a, you know, the Bible talks about how your body is a temple, and now it's kind of like taking care of myself is what is important, not necessarily being at the top of the leaderboard or, you know, going to... Regionals or the games, or and I said that this year to the group at 5 a.m. I was like, Man, I used to want to go to the games, and now I just want to be able to do the open RX, and I hadn't even <laughs> been able to do that in a couple of years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, I think that I, I think I asked that because I, it's really easy to get caught up in it,
0: it is, and you, you know, you have to understand that it that that's not what this life is about, it's not about us and you know, people saying how awesome you are, but. For me, it's about bringing glory to God and for people to see Him through me and to see how we've been able, George and I have been able to use CrossFit to reach out to other people. Uh, It's just amazing. Like, it's literally changed our life. It's changed our marriage. It's changed the dynamic in our family um, just from this simple, like, little workout. It's crazy.
1: Okay, so tell me about, because in 2012 or 14, 13 at some point, (laughs) you guys actually kind of made a decision that, we w- you'd start inviting people over to work out at your house.
0: So how that happened was, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was maybe for our 10th anniversary. I don't know what year it was, but I asked George, could he have someone build me something in the backyard so that I could work on getting the muscle up? Because you know that when we made it to regionals, we made it to the final wad, top 10 teams make to the final wild. We made it there and... The girls had to do muscle-ups and unfortunately in 2012 the girls could not do muscle-ups so sarah urban and i ate our humble pie and stood out there while all the other teams did their muscle-ups and we didn't uh so it was kind of like you know that's like that was the goal back then because if you could do a muscle-up back in 2012 and crossfit you were like legit
1: like one yeah, like, percent of the Obviously,
0: <laughs> muslips were in the final water at regionals. Now they're in like the first wad of the open. So it's <laughs> changed a lot. But so I wanted to work on that. And so I asked George, okay, could you just like you know, you have construction clients, somebody can build me something. So he bust out with like pouring a slab in the backyard and this Triton rig where six people can do pull ups at the same time. We've got ropes hanging, we've got two spots for muscle-ups, not just one, in case I want to do them with a friend, you know?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So,
0: uh, and that's kind of where it started, where we start opening our home, like, on the weekends or in the evenings, and, you know, one of our neighbors, um, their brother-in-law actually owns CrossFit Waxahachie, so they're like, hey, what's going on over there? And so, you know, they start coming over and working out, and then some of them start coming with me at 5 a.m., and then... So Sunday afternoons sort of morph into this huge community workout at our house uh, with the rig. And, you know, George and I are weird. So Christmas, I'm going to buy him a barbell and he's going (laughs) to buy me some 45-pound plates. So, like, we have a lot of stuff now at our house, but we've spent years, like, working. Obviously, we're not an affiliate. We don't charge membership. Nobody's paying any dues. So, you know, little by little, we keep adding to the gym. And uh, how many
1: people, what's the most people you have had to work out at, at your house?
0: Oh, probably like 30, 35 at a, at a time. This
1: is And this yeah. is like, and, and you know, your new home is, <laughs> is again, it, you had to move your rig and you had a pour new slab, but, but your other home is in like a very normal size. It was in
0: a, yeah. One of the, we lived over in Shenandoah. So, you know, like the houses are not far apart. They're kind of close yeah. together. Um, and we knew that we were kind of getting on some of the neighbor's nerves and, you know, so we, and we try to be respectful of that. Like the guys would be overworking out and I'd be like, guys, or like, Matt would love, I love, <laughs> I love you, Matt, but you cannot drop weight after 6 PM at my house. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> well, and you've got little kids, you know, you've yeah. got, I mean, Jackson's grown up now, yeah. and but you, you've got all this. So this has become, I think, you know, from, from seeing you guys and doing this, it's like become a family. Like you guys are actually like doing life with a big group of people, Mm -hmm. you know, and people that feel so comfortable that you'll say, Hey, just come over. Even if we're not here and you know, work out, make yourself feel at home. People will come over, like, don't knock on the door. Just look in.
0: I hope my insurance agent isn't listening to this (laughs) podcast.
1: (laughs) But you know, the, the thing that I think of too, is like, being a married and having little kids is like, it's probably not always super convenient, but you guys have, but you guys do it and and y'all enjoy doing it. We love
0: it. Like, and if you don't, and if you don't understand it, you just don't, we have family and friends are like, this is, how can y'all stand this? Like, but we love it. And we love being able to reach people that we normally would never have been in contact with. And wouldn't have been able to share our faith with. And, you know, wouldn't have maybe necessarily convinced them to come to church with us. Uh, but this has created sort of been a catalyst to help us reach people that, you know, they need to hear about Jesus. Let's be honest. They, they need Jesus. And, and I'm not saying that everybody that comes to my house needs Jesus before they all get offended, yeah. but you know what I mean. Um, you know, it just has opened doors for us. Um, even at our church, we used to host a college group we did a table and so we had college kids every Sunday and, you know, we would start even some of them would come over and start working out with us after church on Sundays. Like we just, we're spreading Jesus and we're spreading CrossFit all at the same time. And I
1: think that's like, you know, so many times we think about like this term doing life with people. And I think that's kind of the, the beauty of a CrossFit community that we actually have a unique opportunity to build some really cool relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And yes, if, if you, that is something that, you know, if living out your faith is important to you, that's going to come out, you know, it's kind of like, that's just a part of who you are. So it's like, you can't put that away and say, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about that right. while people, you know, and so I, I think it's cool. I think CrossFit gyms and just communities like yours at your house and even the community here We, we, we really thrive on community and it's doing life with other people.
0: It's true. And you know, people are now like, why do you still have a membership at the gym? Like you have all this stuff at your house and why don't you just work out at your house? Because number one, I have to work out at 5am or it's not going to happen. There's just too many responsibilities that I have the rest of the day. And uh, I'm not going to do it by myself not gonna do it by myself. I have a group of people at 5 a.m. I love all those guys. They're gonna ask me where I'm at if I'm not showing up to the gym, uh, because we, you know, we have that community together and it, it you just don't get that anywhere else.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, the, the, like the, the feeling that I have about the, the class model and just coming here is like, when you work out with other people, you're gonna put, I I work out in our classes. I'm gonna push way harder and I still love to be coached. You know, I mean like, these coaches will correct me Mm -hmm. and and you know, they will say, Charlie, I I mean I get coached every pretty much every class in some way and just feeding off the energy of the class but I think having that accountability is really, really, really good. Um, Okay, so 2012, 13 14 you guys get a rig you start having all these workouts (laughs) and does your you just keep kind of your fitness journey just get bigger better you have more kids like like,
0: well so we get the rig and I really start working and I feel like I'm really close to the muscle up like I'm really close and then I get pregnant with Sophia which loves Sophia but and I still like, you know, I'm going to keep working on it, even though I'm gaining weight. That's just going to make me stronger. And uh, no, not so much.
1: <laughs> and that was 2015? That
0: was a 2000 and when was she born? For, pregnant in 14. No, oh, okay. I had her in 13. Okay. Yeah. So that was like literally like right after we got all that. And then I got pregnant with her. Um, and so, all right, now the new goal is, you know, stay somewhat fit during pregnancy, do CrossFit through pregnancy um, and then get back in shape after her and then we'll start back on the muscle up journey and then I, we were done at three, like we both felt like we were done but obviously uh, we were not feeling the Holy Spirit like we thought we were because we weren't done and we ended up, I got pregnant with JW before Sophia was two. Uh, so back to okay, I'm gonna keep working out while I got all these babies and I'm gaining all this weight and then I break my foot on the four hundred meter run, uh, in the warm up for five AM and so okay. Now I'm just I'm just trying to, to get through life. Forget the gym. Uh get through that pregnancy, get that boot off and so now we're you know, back in the grind of just getting back to being back in shape and where we are, and then we're gonna go back to the muscle up. So that's still that is still my goal. So One the, of these okay, days. so you still
1: have not gotten the muscle up, but it's still the there. Muscle, it's
0: still a goal. I've had setbacks along my but journey. You know what? But that's okay. You, so it's fun. For
1: you for, for not having one muscle up but making four babies, that's a pretty awesome accomplishment. <laughs> hey, so. I, I'll
0: take it. Hey, I had two of them without drugs. So yeah. <laughs> I, I say that's better than the muscle up any day. So even <laughs> if
1: that muscle up never comes, you got four beautiful children. Um, g- speaking on that, so when you you get pregnant, you have to, you know, go through pregnancy, gaining all the weight the hormones associated mm-hmm. okay. with it, then actually birthing the child. And now the child is alive. So you're having to <laughs> care for that child and the
0: child's not sleeping, you know?
1: Yes. All yeah. that, you know, and, and, and feeding and four times, you know, yeah. what, what, what can you add? Okay. So y'all, are y'all done having babies? We are done <laughs> having babies. I mean, I just don't we're enough. done.
0: I've had four babies. I've nursed uh, for four years uh, of my life. Like those, I love those days, but they're over. So
1: what can you tell a mom who either is about to enter this stage? You know, I feel like you can speak on that very well because you have, you know, you have continued to work out and you've continued to come back even when it's hard. And you, uh, what what advice, tips, or even just words of encouragement Mm -hmm. could you give to that young mother who's either in it right now with her first or maybe pregnant or hoping to have kids, but really loves working out at the gym, really loves you know, being committed to a workout program.
0: Well, I think it's important. You have to take time for yourself because I think a lot of maybe new moms feel guilty that they're leaving and going to the gym and baby's home with dad crying and wants mommy. But that time that you spend on yourself is important for that baby because your sanity is important for that baby. And that baby will survive with daddy and they will cry and then they will be fine. Uh, but to just be encouraged to take time for yourself and to not make excuses but to just take one day at a time and just try to make that day's goal to make it to the gym or to make it outside with a jogging stroller and go for a walk or go for a run but to just do something and there were times uh when the the babies were really little and we didn't sleep all night and it was like oh but i would say okay you know not making it to the gym today but I don't have an excuse. I'm going to do 100 burpees in the living room while the baby's playing on the floor. And they think I'm hilarious. So <laughs> you just, you know, you have you have to do it and not make excuses. Consistency is key, though, because I've, you know, I've gained 60 pounds with one, 40 with one, 20 with one, like all over the map. But I've managed each time to pull that weight back off just being consistent. Watch what you eat and drink lots of water and... You know people always said, "Oh, you nurse, so your weight just falls off." No. My body's like anti that and would. I would just hold on to it that first year while I was nursing and then but I would just have to remember like, "Okay, this this is a season in my life. This exhaustion is a season in my life, and I've just got to fight through it and keep doing what I know I need to be doing because the truth is, I want to be around God willing the long run for my babies and for my grandbabies, you know. I that grandma that's like taking them and running around and, you know, just I want to be healthy for the long run. And I feel like CrossFit done smartly, not done where I'm killing myself because I want to squat clean the most weight for the day. Uh, but CrossFit done smartly can be something that you can do for the long run. And I still love running and I still do that. And, you know, George likes yoga. He still goes and does yoga and things like that, that, you know, we mix in with there. Uh, But I think just that constantly varied using all these muscles in your body is just so important. And you know, now when I go to the doctor, I don't have a high BMI. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. You know, I just those things are important to me now because I want to be healthy in the long
1: run. What is, in your opinion, um, CrossFit done smartly? Because I think, like you mentioned that, and and immediately I think of there's probably people out there who are very much not fans of CrossFit oh. just because they have heard about people getting hurt or, you know, so what is, you know, you've been doing it now almost 10 years. What, what is your opinion on that? What do you think CrossFit done smartly is?
0: Well, I, they have really banked on that whole community concept. We've seen it with the open and, you know, cause how many people sign up for the open now? It's crazy. Oh,
1: and all over 300,000 yeah, people.
0: Yeah, crazy. But, and those 300,000 people, know there's no way they're making it to the games. But there's something about that coming together. And, you know, the gyms here in town, y'all all do an awesome job of, like, creating that atmosphere on the weekends where, you know, Friday night lights or whatever, where, you know, everybody comes together and just encouraging each other. And, you know, you may be doing it scaled and you know you're not going to regionals, you're not going to the games, but in that moment, like, this is your family. And they have done a good job at showing people that and helping people be a part of that. Um, You know, you're always going to have bad apples in anything you do that do some stupid thing that makes it on YouTube. And then, you know, we all get branded as CrossFitters who don't know what they're doing, but... Uh, you know they do good with their their level one, their level twos, all their certifications, like making sure that their affiliates know, you know what's smart and what's not, and trying to protect you guys.
1: Have you ever been hurt? Well, besides
0: breaking my foot in the outside a run, it, no. I know that
1: was, yeah, that was a warm up run, and that was just a, one of that those. That
0: was like a freak accident. I don't even know. And then I actually tore the ligaments in that same foot uh, after I had JW on the assault bike.
1: Oh, did it crush it? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
0: But no I, I, no, I haven't. I mean, you know, you tweak something and you just have to be smart about it and, you know, lay
1: off. Okay. So you just listen to your body yeah. if it hurts, kind of stop, yeah. pull back. And has, uh, has your numbers changed a lot, like weights, PRs, max effort, max lifts, and stuff like that? Like, has that been all over the place?
0: Really since, like, 2012, 2013, I'm kind of like... Just, I'm where I've been, but I'm happy with that because I look back at what I've been through in that time period, uh, having babies, gaining weight, losing weight, nursing babies, uh, breaking my foot, tearing the ligaments in my foot. Like a lot has transpired that really, if I had let it, I could have quit CrossFit completely. I could have quit everything completely because I, you know, I'm going to say, okay, I'm running a business. I've got four kids. Uh, I'm nursing this baby. I'm not sleeping at night. You know what? I'm just forget it. I'm not going to the gym. Very easy to have said that, Uh, but so I'm happy with where I'm at right
1: now. I'm happy
0: with getting here and putting a score in Watify.
1: And is like what is your definition today of winning at the gym?
0: Being at the gym.
1: And that's perfect (laughs) because you know you're you're touching on something I think that people can especially who've been doing it for a long period of time. And runners have to probably feel this way too. Like let's just say at one point in your life you ran a four hour marathon. Mm-hmm. And maybe you run a marathon now in five hours or, you know, or, or even four and a half or whatever it is. And I think that sometimes you, you, you don't recognize the simple fact that running a marathon in itself is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And we we typically compare ourselves or measure ourselves sometimes to our best self, and that can easily make you feel defeated. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it just as a man, like I'm winning just by showing up. I'm here. I'm here, and at five a.m. <laughs> with four kids <laughs> and you know all the other responsibilities, and who knows what that night before looked like, you know. And so um, that ability to have that level of I don't necessarily want to call it like you're, it's a combination of, uh, I said this a while back because Brian Fisher on his podcast had said it and it was being content, but not complacent. Right. In other words, like.
0: Don't think I'm not still competitive.
1: Oh, correct.
0: But I'm not going to dwell on it or worry on it because I know I'm getting better because I'm here.
1: Yeah. So is this something that you could see yourself CrossFit doing for the rest of your life?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope so because there's a rig sitting beside my garage <laughs> at my house. <laughs> In your new home.
1: Uh, okay, so last question, and I kind of finish out every podcast with this question is, um, on our shirts, on our walls, at our gym, we use the words building better people. How is that true for you, and what way does working out over the time that you've been doing it now, 15 plus years since you started running, may, working out make you a better version of you?
0: Yeah. Uh, It makes me a happier me, a less stressed me. Um, I know it makes me a better mom. I know it makes me a better boss. I know it makes me a better wife. Like, there's just so many things in my life that it working out impacts. Like, a lot of people see it as just, you know, something you do just to stay healthy. But for me, it just reaches into every part of my life, even with my faith. Because look how I've got... Look how George and I have gotten to share our faith through working out. It's it's about so much more than fitness now. And so I think that building better people, it just makes us a better version of ourselves all the way around.
1: Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.